We took a trip and climbed a tree at Taylor Miller's party. And then we stayed till morning came. We were not the same after that. This is Kirby Disc Golf World. I am Disc Golf Jesus with hot takes and hot shirts. As always, it's with me, Swiss Cheese, or Sir, get behind the blue flags, and the shivering JK Disc Golf. So, nice. how has it been going? I mean, it's, it's been going pretty good. We just spent a week at Worlds, which was, I mean, it was, I thought it was a good time. It was adventurous. It was different. <laughs> Man, you're yeah. It was long. It was very long. Yeah. I, it doesn't help when you're driving like ten hours. Nine and a half, yeah. Over two thousand miles. Yeah. So like that that's world. That's what we do for content. That's what we do it for the gram. No, it was content. a good time. Um, world was awesome, man. So we'll, we'll start kind of jump into it. Uh, FPO. Okay, let's be honest. Was real world's really awesome? Like. Because the experience, like Tatar, it was Tatar's after day one. She walked away from it, and I mean, she she was tied. She was tied with Hannah for a little yes, bit. Yes, but she it had was, that one bad day. Yeah, but it was never like it was Tatar's to to win to lose. And if we're gonna be honest, going into the final day, everybody kind of knew Macbeth was gonna take it. Like, He's got a point. I, mean, I think everybody wanted it. I, I know. I like I see. I, I think more people cool. wanted Aaron to win, but thought Macbeth was going to win more than people Ooh. thought Aaron was going to win. I, I think, think more people wanted Heimberg to win, and neither of the other. Two which was which was not even a no point of contention. That was like if shit went good. <laughs> yeah, I'm was, saying before the round started, that's what everybody yes, really but, wanted. But there was yeah. But then after that, that went in tits up. I knew Gossage wasn't going to win when we were driving to the block party and he's driving right next to us. That, that's when I'm like, like, okay, this guy's not winning this fucking tournament tomorrow. That was just fucking... He's trying to five, dude. Go fucking sign some autographs at the... No. Whatchamacallit. So, yeah. To, to, some discs. To tie one single-handedly and it was... She did win and winning by eight strokes. Like that's yeah. pretty I think it, I think it was a world's tournament. I think it had prestige, even with FPO and everything along those lines. Now, if you want to talk about it, like did it feel like worlds while we were there? That's a little bit second halfy. But like we'll get into that. But like what Kristen Tatar did was incredible. She had two of the best um highest rated rounds, I believe. In world, um, yeah, I heard. Yeah, two of the highest rated rounds as far as in consecutive days, so t- beating Paige on that front, and this course played to her strengths. We knew it was going to happen. You guys were favorite on it, and everybody. You tell me a course that doesn't play to Christmas Tar's strengths. Ooh, because I think she's just that good. I get it, man. Kristen Tatar's like, you take away the whole like daughter incident, final hole. And then COVID, missing USDGC. USWDGC, like, yeah, that was nuts. Like, she could have possibly put, like, one of those, like, m- insanely memorable years. And it's yeah, already yeah. been an incredible year for her, in all honesty. Coming off of that elbow injury as well. Yeah. Like, that's another factor that, like, there's just a lot of these things where issue isn't, like, at 100% yet, just we'll just wait until we see like a really dialed in Kristen Tatar. Yeah, and then, then that's what's scary about what, what she's going to do is that she can. I don't know if like Paige and Kat can take it to that next step. And I think Tatar's got a whole nother level possible to her game. So you think like Cat and Paige have like hit their peak already, and Cat's still? I, I mean, I wouldn't Kat. say peak. I just think like they have so much of their skill sets. Like, let's be honest. Like Paige is a f- foremost backhand thrower. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, she's capped in that respect. I'm not saying like she's capped physically. I think she can improve, but like how she attacks and approaches the course, unless she starts changing like forehand or things of that nature. And even then, you still have to – it's not going to be elite level to where Tatar has an elite level forehand, possibly the best in FPO. 
and a top five, top possibly top three backhand in the FPO. So I know you made this. No, you made this take on the course too at Worlds, and it may got like overshadowed from what everything else was kind of talking around. And you did make the statement that you think that Kristen Tatar has a better sidearm than Sarah Holcomb, which has one. She is one of the kind of like the the face of FPO sidearm. I feel. Yes. So you're willing to say that? I'm willing to say yeah, with all my chest, with my motherfucking chest, I'm willing to say that Kristen Tatar has a better forehand than. Now I, I will say I, I will understand the argument of like flexing and like mm, shot angles. shaping like her her forehand, but what her forehand is for her and the distance and the skill and placement of it, yeah, she's the best. Interesting. I yeah, I feel like that's still a take on maybe not everyone's jumping on board, but it's very hard to deny, especially when you look at what Krista Tatar can do. I think she has definitely the most powerful. It seems it seems that yeah. she kind of gets the most distance, and I think that kind of to me it seems like the angle and stuff is the easier part coming to forehands than the power if that makes sense yeah and i think like i think a lot of people don't feel that way because you're holding on to nostalgia and we don't see tatar for the entire year yeah because i would say too like i think own has really good angle control for her forehand and it doesn't get recognized but she's like putting everything on anheuser trying to flex it between her different discs so yeah, and that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, same with back to my page and cat. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have their form and style, and I just don't see them taking a step enough to where I think Tatar still has enough another step. Now, Evelina Henna, you improve both of their putting games, and they're off the tee. Is that's another debate as far as like being able to compete? And then you got like also Holland Hanley, who's doing and Ella who's doing rollers and you know what I mean? Tatar is not doing that part of the game. So that, that those are the aspects where I'm like, all right, these are the next progressions. This is where it's going. And Tatar is like that, the next step from like the page step and the cat step, you know what I mean? So that's that. Mm -hmm. And then Holland Hanley and the future may be even on top of that. And it seems like really the the one thing, especially Kristen Tatar has been doing a, a great job at talking about, I mean, her ability to drive, get down the fairways, all of that, but she does have the consistent putt that goes along with it, circle one and circle two. And the thing that's really bringing the other European women down is their putting. Because when we look at Hannah Bloomer's stats, first in parked, first in C1 in regulation, first in C2 regulation, you know, but then when you look at her 57% circle C1 action, it's like, okay, that's why you're not getting strokes. She's losing 10 strokes to the field in her circle one putt. Like, you're giving away so many strokes. You you know, you're even on that or that stat. I don't know how the stat really works, but I'm going to assume it works in my head. Um, you get those 10 strokes back and you won Worlds. Granted, I know that's not how it works, but looking at this, like the numbers like that. Yeah, it, that seems to be where the FPO does fall short is with the putting, which that's really surprising to me. Like you think it's be like with their drives and they wouldn't drive as far, but they're bombing make a 10 foot putt in fact uh i have a funny story from the gallery that uh Evelina had a 10 foot putt and this dude dude next to him uh these two buddies this buddy's like i'll suck your dick if she makes this putt fucking it's a 10 foot putt like it's an easy fucking putt she fucking made it it was, it was glorious she's pretty solid on the putting for the most part she had some woes Evelina? no yeah. no she was what was pissed. her percentage 67. And they're laying up when it's like a 15 foot putt. Like, that's something I like. I saw it too, which was fucking astronomical. Fucking weird. Yeah. I think I don't have in the whole tournament on both sides, though, in all honesty. Yeah, I even saw like Macbeth missing some putts. So I was like, whoa, dude, you're like 23 yeah. feet away. Like, you don't miss that. Yeah. Another hot take. I think Hannah Bloomers has a better bar- backhand than Tatar right now. Man, when she like uh hole four, the par four, I think it is. No, hole three, the par four where she like hole three parked, parked. That was an insane so that was a, shot. That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful, beautiful Nuts. shot. Seeing her throw I those like, lines is just insane. When she's on, Hannah, yeah, Hannah and Evelina, when they're both on off the tee, is insane. And like, man, and Hannah's like, like the guy is like such like over haunched, like. 
like almost like hunchbacky yeah. like approach. It's kind of funky, but yeah, I think it works. And that's why that's when I say like those two are going to be pushing Tatar more so than Paige and Cat. Now, don't get me wrong, Paige and Cat have the skills to compete every week with her, but I, we're all still going to give Tatar the edge right now. But like in the future, those two and like some of those stuff. But man, and Holland Hanley showed up, man. Holland Hanley, people, if you guys haven't realized her game, I hope this world's kind of showed you that first mm-hmm. and foremost. But she, you want to talk about another great forehand? You know what I mean? She's got power, and she's probably she's already got she's probably one of the better circle two putters in the FPO game. Um, and she's she's kind of dialed in that respect. So I think like. Still keep improving, and it's pretty exciting that you know. What I mean, another face is kind of building the FPO along that line. I think there yeah, was so. a couple of them that, that did that. I think Cat Merch did that too as well. Uh-huh. Like Cat Merch could be, she could be so good if she just she just fucking bogeys all the fucking time. It's mm-hmm. all or nothing with her. She'll yeah. her, her color her her board be full of color. She'll party like three holes, but she's fucking. Poging just as much as she's bogeying, and fucking talk, she she's fucking a Kirby and she's fucking singing and fucking talking to herself all the fucking time. She's just fucking. She is. That is cool. <laughs> she I I'm a big fan of cat merch. But to round up the top ten of the FPO worlds, we have Kristen Star obviously taken down. Disc Golf Jesus and JK called that one. So. Good looks on that. And then we have second, Hannah Holland Hanley in third, Missy Gannon in fourth, fifth, Paige Pierce. So she did end up taking the top five. I think if she would have dropped out the top five, that really would have said something, but she kind of squeaked in there with a tie with Evelina. Then we got seventh with Owen Skaggins, which I felt was a surprise one, especially said I was very adamant on her not winning it. Granted, you, she was not even close to winning it. So I think that take was still right, but it shows the how everyone really played on it. Yeah, playing her groin on day. Yeah. Four, she was three, skipping four. on the course. Like for she played for two or three days. Yeah, but, yeah she was, and she was draining pots, throwing. It, man, it, it is like very. It's good to see. Man, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's very incredible to see Owen's game when you were seeing her drive like seventy-five feet shorter than a lot of the FPO players, yet still birding the par fours just because she you she put herself in circle two and she's still confident in making that. So it's very cool yeah. to see that. Eighth, we have Cat Merch. Ninth, Haley King. And tied for ninth as well, we have Valerie Mondujano wrapping up our top 10 for the FPO at the World Championships. I partially think Paige knew she was out of it. Paige knew she couldn't win, and she kind of coasted. Especially, like, in the last two days. Like, she just didn't seem like she was fucking killer instinct. Let me go out and fucking move up. Like at the end, when she, I'm betting when she saw that she can get fifth, she's like, "Okay, let's do this." But she was like, she didn't have the death. She was missing easy putts. Me, me and Jay saw her three putt a fucking. Yeah, like, that was bad. She parked like parked it closest closest than anybody off the fucking tee. On one of my favorite holes, by the way, it's thirteen, I think. But 12. what like twelve? No, no, you're right. Thirteen, sorry. So, so yeah. park like. Not even like 15 feet, miss it, and then like right after she shoots it, she misses again. Jay's like, I just knew she was gonna miss that one too. She's like, he's like, like it was so like she just didn't seem like she had the fire in her belly. And, she was, and that's just, yeah, that's something we see out of Paige, especially when you notice her not being able to like go for it and attack. Then you know it's like Paige probably is not gonna win this tournament. I love how Jay like calls out the winner pick, but doesn't call out my breakout Holland Hanley for because it doesn't matter. Because it does not matter. <laughs> Moving on to the MPO, uh, which I think we had like a little bit of more. Well, of the- Cap Merch was in my top five for top five, <laughs> and Haley King was in my thing. Was in my super watch. I'm just saying. Pick the winner. Don't matter. Moving on don't to the matter. MPO, we had that exciting playoff finish, kind of capping off. There's like a lot of like weird, like not weird things, but kind of like things are being said, you know, a year ago or not a year ago, but last world, it was in a playoff. Paul, you know, winning the playoff this time, it being a thousand and one hundred and thirteen days, he won his first four world cha- or five world championships. And now on Saturday, it was a thousand one hundred and thirteen days till he won the six. Like that, just like a lot of those things kind of came to fruition. Dude, like the last three or four holes, it. 
like the lead changed like three times. Like 15, fucking Paul hits a like completely throws OB, like one of three people to do it all fucking tournament on that hall. And then, he, sure moves, and then he moves up. Then he bangs a 69 foot putt to fucking go go up a fucking stroke on him. Then on the 18th hole, he misses like a 12 foot putt to send it in the fucking. That was not a 12 foot putt. Dude, it wasn't that fucking far. It was like, not it wasn't, 12. It wasn't like it a 30-foot putt. I, I would give him like 25. Circle. It was like circle's edge. I, I think it was close. He banded that. it, right? Or basket? Basketed it? No, it was, I think it was banned. Good thing he didn't I got like roll that shot. I got that shot queued up for anybody else that's like FDO always misses putt. I got like that shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I, I have right a bunch shot. of it. I there you go. <laughs> I, I have him <laughs> missing a fucking like – he missed them. Yeah, like a fifteen him. for that. It would also move. Uh, would put him up two strokes on fucking. Yeah. Uh, Gossage on like hole seven. He he missed a bunch. It was just a weird like, missy fucking, lead change. But like it was, it all felt like it was all just a show. They had to make it worthwhile. If fucking if McBasket's fucking, if fucking they both for fucking this craft, man. Come on. The gosh, we'll give you a milli if you throw this, bro. I'm not saying a milli, but fucking better be more than the first place fucking payout. Yeah. 20k. Just what was it? 20 G's, right? Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure yeah, it was. Fucking, fucking 25 G's. Boom, done. You done that? I've done it for only five thousand more. You're nuts. I wouldn't. Have World. I guess if you know, because yeah. you could potentially lose yeah you take the deal for sure however i think like the one thing that we can like really see on this too is i think like everyone was so quick to be like paul's the best you see coming back with the six but man this wasn't like his other five world championships where he was dominating and it was he was going to win you kind of knew for at least especially going into like the later rounds he was going to win just because uh, how we play disc golf that's not how we saw it here in the beginning rounds we saw him like kind of like make his way up and then, you know, obviously three late changes in the last three holes. That's not like the McBeast that we're used to seeing. So I still – I understand that he's a six-time world champion and he's the greatest disc golfer of all time. I understand that. However, I still think like next season we're going to see him winning less and less tournaments. We've already seen him not win. He's won um, – I cannot think – he won one tournament and he won Memorial this year. And that, that's all he's won. He won 12 tournaments in a row without winning anything. So I think we're seeing that the McBeast era is still leaving us. He won't win another world, and if yeah, he won't win another world. You're ready to I, say that. Yeah, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Um, I think, and also like what was missing is like a lot of the big names didn't perform that well. You know what I mean? So he wasn't really pushed. Like Dickerson was down, Eagle, Ricky. So like he wasn't like pushed Eagle, in that. Eagle round. was beat down. So like on the just mentally. Not on the final, not on the final day. It's the fucking the Jones move, still. movie moving day. He fucking he just looked beat down. Like everybody left whole T like T two, and he just looked fucking mentally broken down. It's like I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, and, I thought he was going to drop out. you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I, I I think what what alludes to your point is like this wasn't like hey so much above and beyond. And the shame was like Gossett was so sick before mm-hmm. that final that final day wasn't even that bad. Like yeah, and I just like I think just like when you're looking at it, it's because Gossage was playing really well. I don't want to discredit Tristan Tanner, Chris Clemens, or even Matteo for that sake of being on Macbeth's tail, but it just says I think a little bit more if the battle is between like Eagle and Dickerson. Like if their names were right under Paul and it was like a couple strokes, it'd be like, oh. All right, so he had some pressure. But Paul would have lost those, though. He, I mean, he already lost what, that one against Calvin. Like he, he's known to like not be the greatest in playoffs. Yeah. Or just so. keep. I don't know. It just like yeah. when you had that as your pressure, I could see him like not being as scared. Or maybe I, that missing that twenty footer doesn't mean as much. I think also them, uh, him, the way the freaking uh, hole ended, the way the playoff ended. He, he made it out of the island, and no, the guy threw it out, out of bounds, and then he made it on yeah. the island. If he would have thrown first and made it on the island, 
and then he would have it would have felt better. But this one was kind whoever of whoever was throwing first was throwing was missing. Is my there's no way of like proving that or displaying that, but whoever got to throw first was throwing OB. Yeah, if it was Paul, I would say the same thing. I just think that would have been. You just think it was too much. Yeah, and man, that was like such a like quick restart too. Like they didn't that, give them I much did of. Like, I thought they, I thought they had like a five minute thing built in, but I guess not. Like it felt so quick, like because yeah. I, I pretty much moved up back to sixteen. And they were there, like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, whoa, you're not even. Well, like- I think the the other thing to think of too is a lot of times it goes back to like a whole one, or even I think last year at Ogden, the walk from 18's basket to 16's tee was still a walk. This yeah. 18's basket was right yeah, next to the is, tee yeah, where they could get is, there fast. Yeah, this this was a uh, freaking. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, that, just- that, that might be that might be why. Man, I will say DGN and PDGA got very fortunate with what happened at the end of that MPO world. It would have been a complete clusterfuck of with what happened as far as what went down had Paul not have come back, Paul not have won, had there not have been a playoff. Like if it, if if Gossage just ran away with it, won it by like three strokes, the narrative would be all about the trophies, yada yada. You know what I mean? It would have been all that. <laughs> They got very lucky with how Paul wins his six, and of course everybody's rooting for Paul. In my opinion, like if it was Gossage, and Gossage did what Tatar did in that final round, even mm-hmm. if it was a great final round, that would not be the top. It would not be about Gossage's win. It I feel I, I understand what you said. I understand because I mean, yeah, I don't know if there was any controversy when Greg Barzby won. However, it was just like, it was just like meh, like it, just a little bit of that. Disc golfers yeah. kind of suck sometimes, where it's like if it's not one of those big guys, it's like meh. Yeah, because especially if with the trophy and shit, having it be his sixth fucking world, that trophy doesn't matter. Yeah. And having it be Tatar, who is still like she is viewed as like it's it doesn't feel like Tatar. Has has it feels like Tatar already has the worlds, like because of how, how big of an yeah. So it's not like like this is just, but I think yeah, like right. the attendance, man. You had so much other stuff to like kind of discuss, like kind of going. Yeah, in. the attendance was until the final day. Be it that I missed, I went to the first day of Jones. I didn't see the second day of Jones. He snuck no. in. It wasn't that hard. So, all right, real quick, before you do that, you did it with the FPO. Let's just run into okay. Do the top ten. All right, top ten. Let's do top that. Ten Let's for the, get the same credit for the MPO. Swiss did call. End up calling Macbeth, but I mean, is it really calling it because you picked Macbeth? Like, come on. No. Three trash. Trash. I, know, awesome. I was not going to compete in the future. He's like, is that really a win? Is oh, it really? I love it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> no, good call out on that being week. That, so we being that Tatar's kind of was kind of a chalk pit too. Oh, All right. Second, obviously, Aaron Gossage. Third, Tristan Tanner and Chris, Chris Clemens, as well as Matty O. Sixth place, we had Calvin Heinberg. Tied for seventh, Joel Freeman and Anthony Barella. And tied for ninth, we have Ben Calloway and Nate Sexton. And some of those, you know, the guys we we're talking about, not a top 10 finish from Ricky. Dickerson, who are in the 11th and 12th, or Eagle, which is way down there. Yeah, or and then, Simon. They weren't even like Simon did come up to 25th. But all, all our top five, nobody except for Paul. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were in and they dropped out. No, they were. And Clemens needs to start getting credit for what he's doing, also, guys. Like, that's another one that he's putting together a sneaky good solid up. Jay's going to look it up and then be quite surprised real shortly. You, go, you, go, you guys who are watching on YouTube, watch his reaction very shortly. Um, but yeah, he's putting together a very solid season as far as finishes. I want to say he's 10 in points. Um, <coughs> points, I believe, on the year. Ninth. Ninth. Okay. So yeah, better than <laughs> 10. So yeah, but he's secretly having a very quiet season. I don't think a lot of people are recognizing. He's been up there in the top ten numerous times, um, and he had like three times. I think he had like was, what was the other one? He was competing like for a podium in the other one. Uh, I yeah, he. I mean, ready? Okay, so I can run down some of his notable finishers. Tied for third at Waco, and then kind of takes like a, a bunch of like just like 
20 and ups. Then we have fourth at Santa Cruz Master Cup, if you want to count that one. A 12th at Portland Open, 4th at Idlewild, 15th at D-Glow, 2nd at Mid-America Open, 8th at Ledgestone, and 12th at Des Moines Challenge. So it's not like necessarily a lot of top 10s, but he's consistently, I would say, a lot of terms within the top 15, which is still something. And nothing out of top 20. No, not really. There's right? like a you lot of 30. 20, 20 or above 20? Yeah. And there's a lot of 20. Top 30. Okay. Top 30. So. Yeah, but solid. I mean, you're right, though. You are right. But I think that also has like one thing we could talk about. Like, do we think that maybe a lot of I hate using the term middle of the pack guys, but I don't know a better term. But they were able to kind of to push up and compete because of the course selection of them not being those big dominating courses. Yeah, you seem like you're very dead. You're dead set on that. This course played out to a lot of people's strengths. You know what I mean, like. Granted, there's some fair on some of those, um, especially at ECC. Um, but yeah, it, but ECC is just so they've played it so many times. You know, you've become it's muscle memory for them. And then, like maybe, like what was the hardest hole on Supreme? Like in all honesty, probably one. like six. Huh? Oh, one. One. One, and then like was it sixteen or seventeen? Was pretty fairly tough. Whole yeah. the supreme one was just kind of like a park course, just boosted up. Like mm. it was just it was just like a regular park course. Just all the holes were just a little bit longer and a little, had a little bit. That's all. That, that's all. That, that's all the difference was. I like like fucking Swiss t- tweeted out that Jones doesn't feel like worlds. Like it did not. It just feel felt like I'm playing. Um, Warren, but just bigger version of Warren, bigger than beautiful course. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it was dope. Layout, like, great course to play with. But, yeah, as far as like testing the limits of your professionals is what I want in a world course and tournament, I don't think it was there. So that's why I didn't feel. And, like, it's kind of Jones was the first one we went to, and the one of the first four people we we saw throw the first hole, jump putted yeah. to the way mm-hmm. up for, on the island, and you just go, yeah, that's not what I want to see. Yeah, and, and like, that to be the whole one is kind of weird. And, and it, I think only one person hit the island with us. Maybe not even one person. I don't remember with, again. With, with the first card we saw. I don't, I don't remember. But and that's just nobody wants to start off worlds with a bogey, so of course they're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a poor, great hole, not hole one. Okay, no, I mean I kind of like the hole one because I I do like the, especially the second round at Jones where people really had to make the decision. It's like, all right, I need to make strokes up now, so I'm going for the island. Or people were like hesitant where it's like. All right, now I do have to kind of like lay up. I like the decision making. I and I do like them. I wish that you had to go for it. I wish that everything else was OP. I wish that you had to make the island because that would be a dope hole because you're going to see score swings just like that. And I think it would just kind of like fire people. I think if you put it just a little later, it'd be a little bit. You switch two and one. Yeah, you make it like three or then. Well, the thing is, they have another one, don't they? I know, yeah, but you, you have it right. That's not much of a tester. That's more like a birdie die. Like if you don't birdie it, you're like, you know what I mean. You're walking into that other island as this is the must birdie. Okay. The other one is like a bonus birdie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's subtly, it's different. So I, okay, I don't. EEC was just or ECC, whatever it's called, was just a large course with some little out of bounds like to i don't know they it's ob lines yeah we hate ob lines it's just it just wasn't that yeah i mean um, I of, course I, of course they're they made something they, they lack something they definitely were just average courses i enjoyed it though i still like did enjoy seeing them play and carve it up a little bit but i, I do think that was kind of like the reason some of the scores 
handled the way they did. But moving on to the like the second biggest thing I think that's talked about, especially once we saw the like the trophy kind of posted originally on um, social media, was a lot of people were just trash talking the trophy, saying it looked like a third grader school art project, stuff along those lines. So especially when you're Christian Tar getting your first, or maybe in her mind this is something a little bit more special. You know, maybe was that a little disappointing to her, or was it disappointing to the the audience eyes, kind of seeing it downplayed? So let me let me go with the. I don't. I think whatever the trophy was, people would fucking criticize it because that's what disc golfer reviewers do. It. You all know who you are. You would do it. I don't now, know. Nobody. It's a about. shit fucking trophy. <laughs> it's really a shit fucking trophy. It's garbage. Trophy. People are criticizing the bell last year. What's the bell? Why is it so big? It's so huge. Everybody's gonna criticize whatever trophy there is. But it was a garbage fucking trophy. It yes. Yeah, it was bad. It's. It was bad. It's terribly yeah. done. And I don't know. And how, it's worse in person. Yeah. And I don't know how it got. Like, how does it pass that? Like, you see last year's with the fucking big ass bell, the iconic fucking picture of Conrad holding it over his head with the fucking water behind him. And yeah, that. And you look at that and go, yeah, that's not going to be a good iconic picture. That's. And for being like, for Emporia being such a. Fucking disc golf town where there's the uh, doobies or whatever we ate at. DBs, I think it's called doobies or something. Oh, um, they had like, yeah, putt for fucking your meal to be refunded. Baskets everywhere. Yeah, ba- the baskets in like just the middle of parks. It was just to have them just lay this fucking shit egg of this bullshit trophy was fucking dumb. Yeah, the chains were, the chains were weak. Like the whole. But like, like I remember, shame. I remember Jefferson looking at it. He's like, "What's that thing up on top?" I'm like, "That's the world." Like, that, like a little globe on top. I'm like, that's the world. So it, it was bad. Um, Can I also get off topic with since Reed brought it up and everyone like kind of brings Emporia as like disc golf mecca. The community <laughs> and the support that they do is incredible, and it's awesome to get a community supporting around that, but. Man, like that shouldn't be the mecca of disc golf. Like, yeah, like, that's, like it has no ties to the history of disc golf. It has no ties to you know what I mean. No ties to the invention. It's it not even the original like manufacturer. You know what I mean. Nothing of it says like, hey, this. It has four disc golf parks and. A community that supports it because they know it it's like, it's like it should be dynamic like like dynamic disc golf because that's yeah. what it is and jefferson's gonna give me shit but the yeah. best disc golf course i mean disc golf shop i've ever been in yes this selection was shit i'm not gonna buy any disc from it but cleanest like everything yeah. a good disc golf shop has it had better versions of it. it's better than the commercial like it it was yeah. it was clean like I walked in, I'm like, oh shit. Like it looked like a fucking multiple employees. Yeah. It like, it had a lounge that you could watch disc yeah. golf in, mm-hmm. like fucking couches and shit. Top it top. looked like a fucking like um guitar center. Like it was just really clean, really bright, and everything was easy so sele- like easy selection. Everything's in the alphabetical order. It like if it sold more like if it sold anything besides dynamic, if it sold everything. Jay would have said it's the best disc golf course. 100%. That's the best, best, best disc golf shop. That's yeah. the only critique he has against it is that it only sell dynamic. And, hey, quick little note. We saw fucking Ella Hansen walking into dynamic. I'm not saying she's going to dynamic, but just put two together, guys. There you go. Owned a minute. Um, yeah, so. That was a long star. star. Owned a long star. Yeah. I don't know. Paige yeah. told Owen that they needed more uh, females on Discraft. I heard that. I, dude, Owen was fucking hanging out like t- at the black party. She was talking to the fucking owner, talking about all the discs and stuff they do. Shit, that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> um, what else today? Um, I think you want to know what was more important than the trophies being bad was the attendance. I don't know because I haven't watched any post coverage. I haven't didn't watch any live, so because I was there, so I don't I don't know how it read on camera. But 
their ally Hansford has said, hey, there's been better turnouts at, at these lower level tournaments. I, you know what I mean? I agree bad. with you till the, fi- the final day. The final day, it was it was well well packed, well, especially yeah. for the mail. That was all uh, because of how you had to buy the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody says it's because it was where it's located. Nobody wants to take it. No, it was they were charging a hundred dollars five day passes for each course. Yeah. yeah so Which if is, you wanted to go to both courses, you had to spend two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I did not even give like a third option of like one fifty for both. Yeah. No. Which, I mean, I, yeah. Even if I think if you did, or you could have snuck in like Reed said, like Jesus said, you snuck in on that. Yeah. They they snuck in for two days. Random. I snuck in on day one. Yeah. If you guys are going to sneak in, you sneak in a day one that everybody recognize you and realize who you are, and that way you don't get shit for the rest of the fucking tournament. Yeah. Like, nobody's like, oh, there's, there's those dudes. We saw them day one. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Those guys recorded everything. So, but that's, you know what I mean? No, even like, even the last day, and I don't know if it was like the course, and like, man, but like, this is Reed's first one, this is mine and Jay's second one. And mm-hmm. I would say the atmosphere and the crowd interaction and the crowd engagement was far more in the, our first one than this one. Like, this seemed really subdued. And, man, I don't know if – I think the heat and the sun did it a little bit. I think you had a, a few hot. people that just didn't know disc golf. Because, man, it's open. There's very little shade. And, like, and like also the other problem is it's well orchestrated as far as, like – coordinating the the fans and it's well orchestrated to keep it organized and like but man you lose that like closeness that like when we went to the last world we were chasing behind them you know what i mean we're right behind the action everything along those lines and when you you kind of lose that like you you're not as close to tee shots you're not mm-hmm. like yeah, so like, like the excitement's not there as much as if you're behind them. like the way they the way they funneled you is they pushed you farther away from the yeah. t shots and, and like but because i because i went the opposite like they went at a certain point and then i'm just like no i'll stay here and why and finish two shots and get really close yeah and like fucking get really close on them instead of following the crowd and being with all those people but like on the on the first on the first day ecc and like on the second there was barely any, like there was nobody the first day and then there was like Couple groups of people, but on the final day, there actually was there was some people that stayed with me and fucking, and that, that got to be a pretty big group. So I think the final day there was a lot. I don't I don't know about final day at Jones, and the it second right. last it was better. Like, but the from the second last day to the final day, it there was a huge increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like especially Made first day. Yeah, first e first e c watching the females, there was nobody. Yeah, like there, there was points in time where uh, we were watching who was it? Nate Sexton, and the only people that were watching him was his fucking wife and the wife of um whoever. Yeah, Greg Barsby's girlfriend. Yeah, Greg Barsby's girlfriend. He's like, there's only two people watching the fucking card for this. For the yeah. for these for days. like legends. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that was that was on the first like so. And even, man, even like the eagle chase cards, like man, we're at pros. There would be so much more deeper people chasing eagle, chasing Simon. You still yeah. had it, but it wasn't. But that's the, like, the, and that's the difference between the girls, like the females. The females were still following Paige. She was like the female, yes. like that's. It was. You got one or two of the following certain people, but. But yeah, like man, that's my other part. I yeah. It was weird. Like that's, it was also different. Like the just the, like, the like I want I don't want to say cash grab because I, they deserve to try to like profit, but like, it just seemed more surrounded on money, tickets, concession sales. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just seemed more driven on. But that. I think, but the concession was actually a lot cheaper than I thought. Oh, I don't no, even know. It was, I, I, the final day, man, I got fucking dehydrated, so I had to get water. And they were only two bucks, which I thought was fucking, that's a fucking real good deal to what they could have sold them for. And power was yeah. three bucks. Like, that, like everything was really cheap. They, yeah, the big seller, fucking umbrellas, man. 
Everybody, everybody bought a fucking dynamic fucking disc umbrella. Like, I, I bet if you watch the live, you'll see a scan and you get a bunch uh, of blue and white umbrellas and stools, tons of dynamics. Dynamic made out like bandits and stools and umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. but like, I mean, it just seemed like I, when we went last time, I think it was like what twenty dollars for like a parking pass for all four. Yeah, it was twenty dollars like to park. You got all five days to park plus a free shirt and disc. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and then now you're looking at 200 if you want to catch all coverage. You know yeah. what I mean? As far as the elite, but yeah, man, I guess that's kind of where we're going. But it definitely hindered the numbers, in my opinion. Yeah, and like also, you know, some would say that it being on Saturday instead of Sunday. You know what I mean? That was kind of a little bit odd. But yeah, I think those two. That's that's the only thing because it didn't feel like the other worlds. Like it just didn't have that aura yeah it was for that energy like you know uh, that, that energy that like and man, i was right there on paul 69 foot park that was right beside me and that was like the only moment where i had goosebumps while at the other previous world man i had goosebumps on like day three with the crowds like day four with the crowds you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it, it was so, it was like cluster yeah like that's but it's you know what i mean hey it, it's something they can improve on i Hundred dollars, two hundred dollars is too much for me. Yes, yeah, because yeah, like, even you know even we talked about it, we said we said they should have done just one fifty, and you get because you because it's basically that. following the following the big like the big names. That's all you have to do. Like that's um, but what I want to talk about more, I want to know Jefferson. It's been a week. Hmm. Harmony Benz. Is it still in your top five? I think Harmony Benz is my number one. Wow. You hesitated too. That's that still. Cause I still, man, Blue Ribbon's so good. I played Blue Ribbon twice now, three times now. It's like it's such a dope course. But if I was like, if you told me like you got one course to play, like this is it, last round out of all the courses I've ever played, Harmony Benz is where I'm going back to. Harmony Benz was fun. Like, like it, it's a good destination course. Like, I, I'm now determined, like, on this trip that I have, a, I have two different top fives. I have a top five of what disc golfers are going to say their, their favorite courses are and, like, what universal courses. Like, that has Blue Ribbon, that has this one, that mm-hmm. has fucking Played a While, and yeah. it should have the Junkie Jungle Gym or whatever the fucking weird one we went to. The dude's backyard. Oh, um, fuck, like it. Flip City. Oh, Flip City. Yeah, Flip City. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Um, like, like that might be on it, but it's, it was just a. It's it's not my cup of tea. It had really cool, bad, bad bear for disc golf course. Just letting you guys know, bad bear. My my fucking feet got fucked, but it it was a good. It's a course that it's a destination. You you drive past it, go play. Yeah, if you're there, you go. Play. But it's not like like if I lived close to that course, it, I wouldn't go play that every day. It's, it's not an everyday course. On the other hand, another one of the courses we played, Peter Pan, that's the course I'd play every day. And I might lose a lot of fucking discs. Because that fucking pen, peninsula hole, fucking, whew, it's a tough hole. But that, like, I ended up playing that course twice because I had a buddy come up and see me and we wanted to go play that course. And he liked that course a lot, and I liked that course. I just thought, I thought that was really like the well done, well park course, and had some like really difficult holes. Had three different tee pads, most of them uh, mm-hmm. for almost every hole, or at least two different tee pads. It was a fun course. Like I, I could play the, I could play that course every day and have fun. I still think you get blue ribbon edge to harmony Bend. No, I okay, it's that, only because of the more holes. So, like, in my thought process too, and like, I got like, I'm also really I'm not weird, but like, I have like, when, when Reed says he has two different lists, I 100% like get that. But I just like, I don't give a fuck about having two lists. I just make make my list my list. And like, Harmony Benz is like my disc golf. It's like it's just like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like its own thing. There's no shop. It's just like you do you. You do it. Like you just go play. You throw frisbees in the woods. And that's the vibe I get there. Blue ribbon. It's more like it just feels like commercialized. Which is it's still an amazing course. But I still just get like that style of disc golf. I'm like 
damn, it would be cool if this was like just hidden. It's how many bends is dirtier? Yeah, more of a dirty course. I get, I understand the dirty course. Like, I, I, hundred percent. Like, I know what you say yes. when you mean that. Like, I it's, get it's it. It's a dirtier course. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of I think still dis- that gives it such disjustice for most people that don't understand what you're saying. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, like, it's, it's, it's not like, it's kept. It's yeah. well kept. It's not yeah. like, but it has it a fucking feels, twenty car fucking parking lot. Yeah, yeah, but it also feels like I can understand. Like it feels like because it's over rock terrain. Like you, you it's can, a hike too. Yeah, you you like, can there's a hiking involved at Harmony Bend. What it took us fucking four or five hours to do it, and we were playing yeah. best shot. We were recording oh, a lot of shit. Yeah, we were recording. Yeah. Yes, but, we recorded so. a lot of shit. Um, but that's fucking that. That course was. But I want to talk about fucking dirty course that I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. Me fucking too. the art. The RV park, the fucking dirty course, and it has, it has a pin in the fucking ground. It has a pin ten feet high. It has these ficus putting on fucking hole one. Me and my buddy went. It's fucking. It's a gimmicky nine. And each hole has a name, which is yes. And there's fucking there's water. There's you throw on a little pond. It like when. Some fucking stoner ass guys made this and like we got this little bit of area. Let's fucking make a fucking disc golf course. Not a nine hole. And it is perfect course to just be like you you have your RV parked. Kids, go play that hole. Go play the course. Fuck mm-hmm. it. It's an easy just go. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I forgot my buddy hated gimmick baskets. And this one has like three elevated. One's actually in the ground. What do you guys go? I'm like, like, okay, this one's in the ground. He's like, like, how deep? I'm like, the basket's in the ground and the chains go down. And he's like, it's like, oh, he's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool because it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Like higher, uh, it's like this is hard, but like. Yeah. I I was really hoping the second time we went because we could do stuff like this while I was wa- washing a fucking pot. I was hoping the Ace right in front of him just fucking freak out. They'd be like, man, you saw that sign this. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope that'd be pretty cool uh, well, another thing kind of that we had throughout uh the world trip was we had a little bit of pro interaction getting autographs and stuff like that so you want to like, highlight some of the highlights of that for everyone uh Paige Pierce thoroughly loved my shirts uh for I don't know if anybody didn't see I wore a disco and exclamation mark on the first day at Jones and then the two days I went to the, the before the final day, the two days at ECC, I went with a free Nico shirt. Only pro to comment on my free Nico shirt was Paige. But the day before that, I wore a sup paw with that. And she commented, she's like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. And then the next day, I wore my free Nico. She's like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. Only pro to comment it. I had PTA Marshall. I don't know what the fuck that means, but. Old dude, big mustache. Just a normal dude. Just a random dude. Just he, had a PGA, he had a PG, black PGA fucking polo and a fucking name tag. You get that when you ever sign up as a member. So he, he took a picture with me and a bunch of PGA people. Uh, Disc Golf Network guy took a picture of me and threw it in his mm-hmm. neck. I had the Lone Star manager, Lone Star owner, take a picture and send it to Nico. He's like, oh, he's like, oh I'm going to send it to Nico. Cat merch loved it. Next signing, we don't start. I know. Cat merch loved it. Uh, her caddy, which is a friend, found out that later. No. Uh, he took a picture of it, sent it to Nico. Nico fucking retweeted, uh, fucking shared Jefferson's story, said I'd hang out with that dude. So anytime you want to hang out, Nico, hopefully you hear this. <laughs> um, yeah, had a bunch of. In action with a bunch. Everybody loved the free Nico shirt. It was, I got so many compliments for that one. Everybody thoroughly enjoyed it. I was really happy with it. Yeah, but Swiss, you want to highlight anything that happened? I only talked to Valerie about the hunters, Dad. That's all. Yeah, that's a flex, dude. I'm giving you the opportunity to flex. I don't think that's much of a flex. Valerie, I just recognized it. That were on YouTube, things of that nature. I think he was trying to butter me up a little bit to get some of his Dodgers clips out there too. 
Oh, we so, record a little bit. Been also. Maybe. But I get it, man. Game recognizes game. He's a Bears fan. It's going to be a rough season, but that's what we talked about, too. So that was kind of cool. Um, the only other thing I was, like, truly experiencing was, like, I was there behind the T on 16 um, on the playoff. So that was kind of wild to be that close. Like, it was, like, 20 feet like maybe if that in a in an area that i like man i smooth i schmoozed that spot like it was blocked off and we were able to get in there and like i was with man i don't know who this guy was but he was some nova like oldie like disc golf head and he i know he has ties i wish i recognized him i don't know but he's like he was a um, live posted which you're not supposed to do and everyone was giving him shit and he's just like they just let him do it and that dude was in front of me the entire time. I was like, who is this guy? I'm like, but I'm gonna be by him, so nobody asks me shit. Like, so like he's but he's posted on 16 also. 16 was cool. Um, and to be able to see the celebration on the pier was definitely pretty wild too. Like off mm-hmm. the tee. Um, yeah, right next cool. to Casey White. And, um, I forgot what other post was there. So like that was kind of neat. We just walked up on that. Yeah, that you had iconic holes, like it was cool. That uh, that was probably the like most influential that I remember. So I got uh, Nux from Gavin Rathbun after he left the porta potty, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, like, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. I also left the porta potty too. So did you use tool. sanitizer? I know Gavin did, yeah. but did you? I did not. So Gavin Rathbun wow, basically touched my bro. dick. Moving well, on, um, he also gave me Nux at the end of the round too, which was cool. So. Shout out Gavin. That was cool. The, um, play. the, uh, after, what did they call it? The fucking, the like black party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That, was, that cool. was like, that was definitely something that this world's beat in our previous world. I can't argue. That. Agreed. That was definitely, Agreed. I'm seeing like a ton of pros, like just mm-hmm. every Just time. being casual. You, you couldn't, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're a rubberneck and just be like, oh, there's Germ. There's fucking, Nate, there's Tatar, there's Ricky. My only regret is I didn't get Ricky's manager's autograph. That was the only one I wanted. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right. But man, that line was fucking super long too. Yeah. That was like 25, yeah. 30 people deep. Yeah. Like, like, at a point, point, Ricky finished all our autographs and it was just her. Yeah. I, I, I got Paige, I got Conrad, I got Ella Hansen, and I got Cat Merch on a Pokemon card. That one's the best one. Yeah, I got so, James Conrad, Gary Gerthy, and Ella Hansen. So I think my my Paige and Conrad are like the two that I really wanted. So I got both of them on this amp albatross behind me right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> the disc. So. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that we oh um I, in case anyone wanted to know, this is the type of information you get when you listen to Kirby's Disc Golf World. I actually know where Jessica Weiss was conceived. It was Colorado. For anybody that was wondering, that is straight from the source in the gallery. I heard it. Just so now you were aware. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah, That's it's definitely kind of weird. That was a weird gallery. <laughs> it was goofy. I remember just hanging out with Anthony Riddle's parents for a little bit. Like, oh, this is goofy. but dope. That, that gallery was definitely more of like the polo disc golfer than like the mm-hmm. beer pool and gallery not much diversity when it comes to fucking disc golf <laughs> i i, I kind of learned that way like not You're much diversity yeah well i know i lost the kids but there was there was hardly 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 any females a lot of pregnant females too i don't know what that says about disc golf <laughs> disc golfers that they don't care they're fucking out in 90 degree weather when you're the fucking Amish pregnant or Mennonites. Oh, Mennonites. One of the two. I didn't I didn't ask, but they were there. Yeah. I think Suspenders they and all. They were there. Were. Rock like there was like a group of like 30 deep that final day. Yeah. I was like, it was a lot. And I saw a couple they were getting fucking autographs. And I saw like a couple of them at like Supreme J and I the second day. There's like a couple yeah. there. I was like, wow. The funny thing is too, yeah. my buddy went home, one of my disco buddies, yesterday to go play with Zamish friends. They love disco. Yeah, they don't know man, nothing about the pro scene. They throw overstable bosses like super flex forehands, and they love it. 
Man, we gotta get into that fucking demographic. I'll hang yeah. out with some Amish people on the course, <laughs> at least around. Uh, is there anything else that happened at Worlds that we should touch on? I can't like think of anything off the top of my head. I feel like I did. You have a game? I did oh, have a game to round off the episode. All right. I did buy a cookie and a Warhawk soda. Fucking a soda, yeah. Sorry, soda and a Warhawk. The soda have had a few more throws than the Warhawk. Warhawk's fucking really overstable. Holy right. fuck balls. And nope. <laughs> and uh, soda is really quiet and really like if you You're put it, it? What, whatever line you put it on, that's fucking stick with that line. I go fucking derail from it. It's so bad. Clash is taking over. Like people are really hyping on the Clash. I, I also got I also got my wife one. Did they still play Casta? Hmm. Has Clash their Class? Yes, I would say so. I, I but I think Clash is more. Um, Everybody's trying it. And more, yeah, more, it's less like, pokey. Like, yeah, it's more yeah. accepted, yeah. like accepting, yeah, and like more, sure. more, more broad than the cast of class. Gotcha. Like if you think about it, people there's a there's I bet there's a lot of people that fucking just look at names. He's like, I'm going to throw that. Yeah, that's fucking... So, so that, popcorn. Let's go. And Clash, and Clash is fucking hits that fucking demographic. Damn. That's fair. Okay. It's also like the most expensive. Like, yeah, they, ridiculous. Pricey. 20 bucks, man. 20 bucks a disc. All right, though. I do have a little game because we didn't okay. get to hear commentary uh, throughout... But there's a lot of hate apparently on Nate Doss's commentary throughout world. So I'm gonna play a game. Did Nate Doss say this or not? So I got a few oh, quotes and some not quotes. And you're gonna tell me if you think Nate Doss said this on commentary or not. Uh, cool dude on the course, by the way. He was he was he was on the course all FPO every round. Yeah, he was real chill. <laughs> but yeah, but he was hanging out with a guy that had a fucking vape tattoo. That was fucking. He did have a he did have a that too. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope. Was that McCabe? All right, ready? No, Start that was off. He was just hanging out with that guy. Ah, fuck. A good drive will put you in a good position. Oh, he's John Madden. Fucking yes, he said that. Yeah, I might go yes, he said that. All right, he did in fact say that. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good commentary. Yeah, that's fucking. That's fact. You can't argue it. That's a factual statement. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, if people are just, angry about, but him just stating facts, then fucking shit. Don't listen to fucking commentary then. If he could take the distance and the speed properly, he can park it. I'm seeing the theme now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say he said that, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yes. He said he that. Did. He did, in fact, say that. <laughs> I think Jay's going to fuck up this game because his lie is going to be so obvious compared to the other one. But go ahead. It might Here be. It, it might be. We'll see. Did the elephant say this? <laughs> no. It's going to be some like that. Elephants are happy. <laughs> damn. Yeah. damn. Did, did not say that. Ready? Yes. We have to remember there's an asterisk on this world because Nico's not here. I hope he said that. No, he didn't say that. I hope he said that. No, I, I know somebody said that. No chance. I'm going yes. He said it. No, he did not say that. Damn. No chance. Did not say that. All right. I don't think he's. I don't think they're allowed to bring up Nico in the broadcast. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't bring this up. Like, let's not talk about this. Things you don't bring yeah. Fucking Bruno. Oh, wait, this tournament. You. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. I have a question. I don't know if you guys saw it. But I remember you guys freaking out about um, the page and her girlfriend like interlocking fingers with toes. Like you thought it was really no. weird. No. You don't remember this? Right. No, so I do. Picture. I do kind of. Yes. Remember. So there's a picture of Cat and Nico with interlocking toes. Not 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 a hand and a foot, but two feet. That's a little better, but still fucking weird. I, I just want to know if you guys were okay with that. No, I'm you not. But I'm putting right. the photo and fucking. All right, last one. This tournament is going to come down to whoever can throw it closer to the basket. <laughs> That's uh, you want to know yeah. what? I'm okay with you guys getting upset. He probably said that. I'm okay with that one because that one's not true. He did say he that. Said that. That one's not true. 
What whatever fucking there's always one of those one of the commentators in fucking every sport is the guy that just says all yeah, that. Stuff. They need to Man, be there. Dude, I kind of run out of shit to say after five days. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, all right, guys. Fuck, man, the one who's closest is probably going to win. Probably. All right. It seems like that was Kirby's Disc Golf World's taking on Disc Golf World Championships. Is there any, like, last little bit thing you want to, like, tell the fans? Calvin Heinberg never wins a Worlds. There you go. If you listen to the hour mark, now you have a hot take from Disc Golf Jesus. I do like uh, would like to thank everyone and all the new followers that are hopefully joining in on this podcast. Um, we had like a lot of content, a lot of content still coming out. We have, uh, currently are, have already gained like 250 subscribers just from the last week. So it seems like what we're doing is doing pretty good job. So thank you guys. If you're new to the episode, if you did enjoy it, make sure to like it. We do usually do like a little bit uh, different stuff. We have a little different segments to bring a little bit more funny, a little bit more pop culture, stuff like that. However, this was kind of just us being us kind of. So if you do like this style, this is kind of what the podcast vibe is like. So hopefully stick around. We'll, we'll see you in the next one. Hey, if you got a sticker from me, um, put a comment. <laughs> put a comment down. All right. See you guys.